Welcome to the Big 2-0 episode of the Joy of Horror Podcast, a podcast where we plow into all the odd and creepy topics from around the world. I can't believe when this episode drops, I'll be podcasting for roughly five solid months. Like, what? When I realized this point was coming up, I began thinking more and more of a website, but even now, while recording, I'm a bit overwhelmed on where to choose and how the layout should really be, if I'm going to be honest. Whenever I finally decide and create one, y'all will know almost immediately. I promise. Okay, but on to the topic of the week. When I wrote these notes, where I live was on the tail end of that whole snow-ice outages debacle, and due to the prolonged period of much colder than what we're used to and not fully equipped to handle weather, I felt inspired. With actually having the sight of lovely snow outside my window for almost a solid flippin' week, it made me want to cover one of my very favorite Japanese urban legends and arguably one of the most famous Japanese urban legends told around the world. Today, we are going to be covering Yuki Ona, which simply translates to Snow Woman. Let's dig on in. Our Lady's main tale is a long one, so buckle up. The story goes, two men were a few miles from their village collecting wood. One, named Mosaku, was an elderly man, and the second was named Minokichi, who was a young man of 18. To go deeper into the woods, the two men always had to cross a river with the assistance of a ferryman. You may think, why not build a bridge, these silly, silly men? Well, any time that the people of the village would, it would get washed away by the river, for the current was too strong if the water rose too high. On one cold, fateful night, the two men were bombarded with a snowstorm that made them quickly head back towards the village. Only, when they got back to the river, the boat was on the other side. The ferryman must have gone somewhere before the storm hit and the river was far too cold and strong to swim across. The two freezing men took shelter in the ferryman's hut. It was a small thing with no real place to make a fire, but after fastening the door, they huddled down with their straw raincoats to cover them as they tried to get some rest. The storm won't last long, thought the two men, and it is not too cold in this shelter. Let's rest and wait for it to pass. The older man fell asleep fairly quickly, but Minokichi laid awake, listening to the awful howl and scrape of the storm just beyond the door. The river rushing, the shelter creaking, he himself getting colder. Despite all the noise, despite the chill, the younger man finally fell asleep. Minokichi did not know how long he was at rest, but when he awoke, it was to the snow falling on his face and the door of his shelter wide open. But then, there, standing above the older man, was a woman, all dressed in white. The woman seemed to blow a white smoke onto the man's face, but before the younger man could take it all fully in, the woman turned her attention to himself. In a blink of an eye, she was suddenly bending over him. The young man, afraid, laid there, unable to utter a single sound. The woman kneeled down and leaned closer to him, her eyes probably the most fearsome of all, though he could not say why. She was very beautiful, he couldn't help but think as her face got closer to his, until she was but a breath away. The air was pregnant with silence before the beautiful woman in white smiled and then spoke. She told the young man that she intended to do unto him as she did to the old man, 
but it was pity that stopped her. She told him that he was so young and so fine that it would be a shame for him to die. But if he ever spoke a word of this night to any other living soul, she will return and she will take his life. Her very last words to him was to remember what she told him before she stood up and dashed out the door. Suddenly finding himself able to move again, the young man stood up and quickly ran to the door to look for the strange, scary woman, but she was gone. Only the sight of heavily falling snow greeted him. Hoping above all else that what just happened was a dream, Minokichi used several pieces of wood to pin the door closed before he called out to his companion. His companion did not answer. With shaking hands, he went to the elder man and found him cold as ice and very much gone from this world. Come morning, the ferryman had returned and the storm had passed. The shivering young man and dead old man greeted him as he was able to get back into his hut. Minokichi was cared for at home, but it will be some time before the effects of that night would pass and he would return to the forest to collect wood to be sold. It was said that the fear from losing his companion that night is what kept him unwell for so long. But he never did tell the others about the woman who took the old man's life and threatened his. In the winter, one year later, a young girl was walking the same path he took home and they began to speak. She was a lovely young thing with an enchanting voice, a pretty face, and a tall slim body. The girl, Yuki, explained how her parents had passed and she was on her way to some relatives far away in hopes of finding work. Completely enchanted with the strange, charming girl, he asked her if she was betrothed to anyone, to which she laughed and asked if he was spoken for himself. He confirmed that it was just him and his widowed mother at home and no, quote, honorable daughter-in-law to speak of. Nothing else was spoken as they finished their way back to his home, though it was clear that the bond between them was already growing. Our young man offered her rest in his and his mother's home before her travels. After a slight bit of hesitation, the girl agreed and the mother greeted her with a warm meal and a kind smile. The mother liked this new girl and talked her into staying longer and delaying her trip to her relatives. In the end, the trip no longer appealed to her and she did, in fact, become that, quote, honorable daughter-in-law. And honorable she will prove to be. The village spoke of how wonderful and kind she was and oh so beautiful. Even after bearing her husband ten children. <laughs> Ugh, my ovaries hurt again. All the children with lovely, pale skin, she looked no older or worse for wear than when she first showed up in their quaint little village. Even her mother-in-law, on her deathbed, only had sweet and kind words to say about Yuki before she passed on. Now, all fairy tale stories have to come to an end, and this is no different. One night, after all the children were fast asleep, Yuki was sewing by lantern light when her husband spoke up. He said how seeing her face lit up by the lantern reminded him of someone he saw when he was 18 and how the woman was as pale and beautiful as she was now. She asked him to tell her more. Where did he meet this beautiful, pale woman? He recounted the whole horrible night to his wife, the snowstorm, the passing of the old man, and the hauntingly beautiful woman that spared his life. He admitted he's not positive if he was asleep or awake when the event occurred, but it had been the only other time in his life that he ever saw someone as fair-skinned and beautiful as she. Suddenly, Yuki stood up and flung her sewing to the side before storming up to her husband, stooping down and screaming at him that it was she that he saw that night. 
and how she warned him that if he ever spoke of her to another living soul, that she would kill him. But they're children. If the children did not lay in the next room, resting peacefully, she would keep her promise. Her last words to her husband as she stood back up was a warning. She warned him that if he didn't take great care of the children in that room, and if they ever had a reason to fear or complain of him, that she would return, and she would keep her promise. With a scream sounding like a howl of wind, she evaporated into mist and filtered out through the roof beams. She was never seen again. Woo! Okay, that was a long one, but I hope you guys enjoyed it. Now, this is the tale that made the legend more known and popular overseas in Lafcadio, Hearn's story collection called Quieten, Stories and Studies of Strange Things, published in 1904. Kaiden, the more modern version of the word, referred to a ghost or horror story in Japanese, though I read this term for such things isn't really used often anymore. I hear you, though. That's just a story of her, but how did she come to be in the first place? Well, Yukiona, as a spirit or a group of spirits, simply came to be when a lovely lady perished in the snow, whether it be due to a murder or simple exposure. Though when it's the murder side of things, the reason she tends to come back is for revenge. There is one telling where she used to be the princess of the moon and got bored and came down. She fell in love with snow but found out that she was unable to return to the moon, so now she wanders around the snowy landscapes for all time. Now, in appearance, she doesn't change that often between legends. She tends to be a tall, beautiful woman with blue lips and long black hair. Though in some tellings, including one of the very first written tellings of her legend in Sogi's Tales of Many Lands, she had all white hair. While her eyes were always told to be very striking, sometimes violet in color, able to initiate fear into anyone that gazed directly into them. For fashion, she tends to either sport an all-white kimono, usually one meant for summer and too thin for the winter season, or she says, screw it, and goes nude. Now, her skin is always told to be freezing to the touch and pale, almost transparent, to the point that she's able to blend in perfectly with her snowy surroundings. Which is why when she's nude, usually only her hair and face is noticeable. Which I mean, a severed head floating to you in the snow? Nah, no thank you. As with any creature, human or otherwise, she's more than just her looks and has some talents as well. She's mostly known to be able to basically glide across snow without leaving any footprints, leading some to say that she's footless. And if she at all feels threatened and needs to flee, she could turn into mist or snow to escape. Though in the story I told a moment ago, she did this to leave her husband while being overly upset instead of for safety. At least her own safety. Now, often in tales, including, again, the one I just told, she has the ability to blow out a super cold mist that tends to ice and finish off any poor lost travelers she comes across. But this isn't the only way she said to doom those caught in the middle of a snowy landscape or in a storm. Another habit of hers is creating a fake child to hold while in the storm, and after crossing a friendly traveler, she will ask them to hold the child for a moment. Or the traveler will even be kind enough to give her a break and bear the weight. But after the person takes the child, they are frozen in place, unable to move, and they are essentially stuck there until they freeze to death. Another trick she likes to play is to simply leading travelers astray, guiding them further into the storm or further from the safety of a village or shelter. 
of course, leaving them to, once again, freeze to death. Now, to spice things up a little bit, she's not always simply just seen as an ice woman that likes to freeze poor souls. Nah, sometimes she's seen almost as a succubus or a vampire of sorts. You see, instead of simply freezing her prey, she goes as far as to either suck out their life energy out of their body with a kiss or through some romps in the bedroom. Besides life force, she sometimes takes blood, like a legit vamp. Also, while usually told to hunt in mountain passes or anywhere where there's snow or snowfall, she's also known to participate in a B&E and freeze the inhabitants of the home in question, usually with no other reason other than that they were home. Now, she's not always seen as a cruel and only out there to murder people with bad sense of directions or timing. Much like how she let Minokichi go in our story due to him being young and handsome, there is another tale where the person she made contact with received no harm. The story goes that a young, beautiful lady was traveling alone when she happened across a man and his wife who ran an inn. They quickly welcomed her in and they chatted, ate dinner, and enjoyed each other's company. The young lady was said to be kind, sweet, and a treat to be around. Later that night, a blizzard began stirring up, and when the owners of the inn moved to lock down for the night and stay warm, their guest stood up and made her way to the door. The husband begged the woman not to leave, warning her of the danger, but when he touched her, her skin was as cold as ice and all warmth seemed to be zapped out of his body. In a stunned moment of silence, he and the wife stood and watched a kind woman turn into mist and leave through the chimney nearby. So, basically in this tale, she was down for just some good company and a nice meal, but good with just skedaddling after. Maybe she spared them purely due to their kindness. Of course, it's not always just death and friendly visits. There are other tales similar to the long one I told where she marries a human and over time, the husband either becomes suspicious due to certain habits, not aging, or he himself doing something dumb. Generally, it's told that she doesn't kill the husband out of love or grief, but she does end up leaving or ends up perishing by the end of the tale. Such as in one tale where the man's wife, beautiful and pale like the snow, refused to take hot baths. He pestered and persisted, insisting during a cold night that she needs to or else she'll freeze. The wife relented, and when the husband went to check on his wife after some time, she wasn't there. The only thing in the tub was slowly melting icicles. Jumping back quite a bit, she wasn't always said to have been an evil spirit that would hunt down humans, but instead it's claimed by some that she used to actually be worshipped as a Toshigami, which translates to year god, which meant that she would come during a certain time of the year and either bring good or bad fortune for the year. Her time was known to be during Koshogatsu, which meant Little New Year's, and was held on January 15th. She was known to leave by February 1st. Some say she was kind of like our groundhog from Groundhog Day, where she would predict if winter would be extended that year or not. Okay, so in some tellings, she's not a constant being or even only out during a part of the year. Depending on the person telling her tale, she might only be able to make herself known during full moons, sometimes only on full moons after a fresh layer of snow has fallen. Or, the more common telling is that she mostly appears during blizzards or bad winter storms. Their rarest sightings or tellings come during the cusp of spring, though, which is when the story mentioned recently, Sogi's Tales, happened. If I'm understanding correctly, his story was that he saw a tall woman around 10 feet or a hair over 3 meters wearing a stark white kimono and having bright white hair that contradicted her youthful, lovely face. 
She was standing in the garden of his home. He attempted to approach the woman and speak with her, but she simply vanished into the snow. Okay, a quick fun fact I stumbled across in my research, which will either help you to know or royally screw you over, is simply talking to her. Yep, in some telling, she calls out, and if you answer, that's when she attacks. While in others, if you ignore her, that's the reason she attacks. Basically, you have a 50-50 shot, which is better than your chances with most other yokai or spirits. Let's be real. Now, there are many different tellings of Yukiona, usually depending on what part of Japan you're in. Everything from her asking for water, and when you give her cold water, it makes her larger, while hot water melts her, all the way to her vampire side, where she would freeze victims, preferring children, and sucking their life force out as they slowly slip from the living world. Regardless, if you ever find yourself in the colder parts of Japan, do not venture out after night and never venture far from your shelter. The howl of wind might be more than what it seems, and if she comes running, you will never hear her until it's too late. Whew. While not huge, I am excited for this week's pop culture section. Okay, first we start in books. As mentioned prior, she was in the books Sogi's Tales of Many Lands and Quieten, Stories and Studies of Strange Things. She's also been a character or the centerpiece in the books Anthony Bourdain's Hungry Ghost by Anthony Bourdain and Joel Rose, Yuki Ona Monogatari, Anno Dracula by Kim Newman, of course various books on Japanese legends, yokai or spirits, and I even found a mention of similar beings in the Neil Gaiman's book Neverwhere, which I still need to read. I feel like every time I do an episode, I just remember about something else on my list that I need to read or watch that is ever-growing and never-ending. Okay, next in movies, apparently her tale inspired a segment in Tales from the Dark Side, the movie. But there's also Akira Kurosawa's Dreams, Snow Woman from 2016, The Snow Woman from 1968, The Great Yokai War, there's very well done shorts such as Shimo and also Yukiona, Woman of the Snow. And, well, okay, the last one I want to mention is actually the movie record of the week, so let's move on. In television and anime, whether it be a single episode or a base for the series, we have Myth Quest, Detective Conan, Toho Project, Bleach, Interviews with Monster Girls, Cardcaptor Sakura, Inuyasha, Hell Teacher Nube, Kemono Jihen. Monster Girl Encyclopedia, Yaiba, and Yu Yu Hakusho. I'm sure there are others, but these are the main ones that would pop up during my research. And last, as usual, we have games. The first one that came to mind is the Pokemon Frostlass, which is actually based on the legend. Which, when playing Pokemon Go, it took me forever to get a two or three star Snorrent? Snorrent? Which, I'm sorry, I really... I'm more familiar with the original 151 set, so I have no clue how to pronounce his name correctly. Or her name correctly. Anyway, in games we also have Toho Project, again, Magic the Gathering, Yu-Gi-Oh!, Final Fantasy, Ninja, Shadow of Darkness, Dungeons and Dragons, Ayakashi, Romance Reborn, Pathfinder, Shinobi, The World of Darkness, Yumi Nikki, Muramasa, The Demon Blade, and you can catch a game on Steam called Yuki Ona, which seems to have overall good reviews. I feel like I missed a few, but heck knows that's a good starting list for y'all. <laughs> Alright, it is time for the movie recommendation of the week, y'all. 
This week, I wanted to dive into at least a couple of movies based on Yukiona, but sadly found very few available and even less with English subtitles. Originally, my hunt was for Snow Woman from 2016, but only really found it on YouTube with no subtitles. As such, this finally gave me that final push I needed to settle down for a three-hour-long movie I've been putting off for years, and now I'm sad I did so. This week, I am recommending... Quieten from 1964. Which, I know, I know, please, please don't burn me at the stake for another oldie. Now, this is an anthology movie with stories from the book mentioned much, much earlier in the episode called Quieten, Stories and Studies of Strange Things. It pulls four tales from the book and lets them play out for you on screen. While a slow bird, which is usually not my cup of tea, I truly enjoyed this one though part of that might be due to my love and fascination with Japanese history and legends. I would highly recommend checking this one out if you're into spooky Japanese legends, oldies, slow burns, or even just a classic ghost tale. If you give this one a shot, I truly hope you enjoy it. And welcome to the end of another episode of my Wee Pumpkin Seeds. You can find my socials at TJOHpodcast on Twitter, Instagram, and even Facebook. Feel free to shoot me a DM or tag me in something. I love it all. And if you have a moment, please don't forget to rate and review me on iTunes, Podchaser, or even my Facebook page. Each and every review is loved and helps out the pod greatly. You have no idea. Other than that, please, as the winter season begins to wind down, stay safe. Stay as warm as possible and make sure you're drinking plenty of water and taking any meds you need to, to be the best, healthiest you. With all my love, I hope you have a spooky night.